Welcome back and upon further review. It is a Monday. I am actually not in studio. I'm not even in states. I am on the road. I am visiting uh, my wife's, uh, well, my, my in-laws, I guess. And Mike Youngblood and I have basically uh, flip-flopped. He usually emanates from Texas. I emanate from Iowa. Today, I'm pretty close to Texas. Uh, we'll be in Texas on Sunday, but we are recording this on Saturday night, uh, Christmas night. And we appreciate I appreciate you doing this, Mike Youngblood. But uh, uh, thank you very much for taking time out of your uh, your Christmas schedule to talk with me. Well, uh, it's like my the, my Christmas gift to myself is to do this segment every week. It's always, uh, <laughs> but one of my favorite parts is to just try to yak about sports with you. Yeah, well, I appreciate you taking the time. Hey, uh, you know, obviously, you know, we, we've talked and uh, we've probably talked in the past about where you're from and whatnot. But what, what, what I know, I saw that I saw on your social media that you're able to get home here. Are you in Postville? Yeah, originally from Postville, Iowa. My dad was uh, what we call kind of the head coach of everything, but primarily in basketball. So uh, got into sports play by play when I was 17 at my local radio station, went to UNI, then went to Brown College, and then have just kind of worked within the Twin Cities uh, around the state of Iowa to a degree. Now for the last seven years covering uh, high school sports and some college uh, in the Austin, Texas, San Antonio, Texas mm-hmm. area. Yeah, you just basically uh, picked up one day and said, I'm, I'm going to Austin, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was uh, living in Wisconsin. I was being a basketball coach and a baseball coach. And I just said, you know what? Uh, life in Austin I would sound a, a lot more fun at 30 to just kind of see, like, okay, what can we possibly do here? Try to get into basketball coaching and just stumbled into broadcasting where I've uh, gotten to be a part of uh, some of the like Travis teams over the years with now a bunch of guys who are currently at the next level or about to, to, to head up into the pros. So hmm. it's, uh, it's been a very exciting and very wild seven years I did not expect. Yeah, I guess uh, this is the, the, the life story of Mike Youngblood here today. Uh, anything else you want? I mean, to you can edit that out. <laughs> no, 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 no. About anything else? No. I'm happy to. I'm just kidding. Hey, what, curious. what, what is Postville? What, what, what did they uh like uh, fold into? What school? It is still Postville Community oh. Schools. Okay, I didn't. So, I mean, it, I mean, we've seen a lot in that area between Sumner, Fredericksburg, and yeah. West Central Valley, Clayton Ridge. Over the years, where a lot of these smaller towns have to you know, merge, and yeah, you know, for the most part, I think all of them have have worked out relatively smoothly but you know like when we grew up in our time like there was all these just small town programs that made it yeah. a really unique place that you know for for basketball nuts and wrestling nuts like i mean this is just this is a fantastic way to grow up in retrospect mm-hmm. yeah no doubts well uh talking again with mike youngblood here on a monday's mike mike actually we are recording this uh moments after the green bay packers survive the Cleveland Browns, and I saw a few of your tweets, and I totally agreed with them. The Packers, uh, they just continually cheat. I, I mean, when are they going to be called on their cheating? It, it's ridiculous. Man, I mean, that's the, the vast conspiracy. But, no, I <laughs> I think most logical people understand, like, that's not the, the biggest reason why they win. They've been a successful organization. They built a great team, great quarterback, all the, all the pieces of fit. But I think, like, there's just been this fatigue of the Packers for the last 10 years since they've won the Super Bowl where – rightfully so we sat there and said this is probably the best team in the nfc and they give you every reason to believe that and there's still like these moments of doubt where you're just like yeah i mean if it was any other team we'd be calling them out for it i think in the same way but there is there is a certain mystique that always just the, the timing of it 
for for some of these calls is it just they're it enrages you if you're you're on the other side of it, which is just the the half the point, which is. Part of the mind games, I think, when you have to deal with playing with the Green Bay Packers. Yeah, and certainly uh, you, as a Vikings fan, certainly no love loss for uh, the Packers. Also kind of ongoing at the same time, it's very rare. You know, NBA has, over the years, kind of uh, owned Christmas, so to speak. But, of course, when Christmas falls on a Saturday or a Sunday, then they kind of butt up with the NFL. And uh, one of the big ones, they're ongoing while the Packers are playing the Browns. Uh, actually, I would say probably the big one, Suns and Warriors round three, and the Warriors, they don't even have Klay Thompson back. He's coming soon. I mean, these this is, uh, they legitimately look like that dynasty again right now. Yeah, and they didn't have Andrew Wiggins either, so mm. like they're starting Gary Payton the second, which they're calling the mitten, and he's he is <laughs> one of the best athletes in the league, and you know, but probably like one of the best defenders in the league, so I think their front office was amazing in plucking up all these guys that said, like, they might not be the best players for everybody else's team, but they're going to work within our system and are, are like basketball players. So, you know, well, with Steph, that I think he just puts so much fear every time he touches the ball. Like, it just it creates the maximum window that it's like if you can't succeed with this team then you're just probably not cut off for basketball mm -hmm. yeah i think uh and i also think steve kerr has like changed the way he has coached here lately obviously he he was always like it's, it's the system the system the system i mean there, there came a point last year where you just got to let steph be steph and he has done that now and so I, I feel like Steve Kerr, he went from, you know, obviously he had, he had great talent around him, but he, he, he looked like a great coach, championship coach. And then these last several years when, you know, guys were injured or whatnot or Kevin KD left, and I, I don't think he did a good job. And I think he's back to just being the point where, hey, I really don't need to coach so much. Let's just get the ball to Steph Curry. Yeah, and I, I mean, it's also like creating the right ecosystem so that you keep these guys performing at a high level and still be able to challenge them and adjust and like, I think once you get to the talent level, like, I mean, you can have the greatest tactician, greatest analytics groups, but, like, if you just don't have the horses, you're not going to succeed. So, I mean, I think there are coaches that can tend to definitely take away from the value of the team, as we've seen. Uh, I mean, the Timberwolves' new, new coach, Chris Finch, has been a world of difference compared to uh, the Saunders dude that, mm -hmm. you know, he put an honest effort in, but was just, I mean, there's just so very few special coaches in this league that I think it's why we, we tend to see at the disposal of them so often, which is you know, Curry is somehow going to be a, a part of longevity that doesn't really exist in the league anymore. Right. Uh, so one thing about the NBA, and, and it's, it's, it's ongoing in the NFL, the NHL as well, uh, but certainly just uh, as I look at the TV right now, the Lakers and Nets are playing, and those are two teams that have been hammered by COVID. And, and uh, you know, the Lakers also have had, you know, even – you know, they got healthy, and then COVID came, and then Anthony Davis got hurt, and it's just been a kind of a, a nightmarish season for the Lakers. Just the fact of, you know, they haven't had everybody to play together and just kind of, you know, evaluate what they have. Uh, and then the Nets, I just saw a list of like nine guys, I believe, that are in COVID protocols, and, you know, they're not alone. Suns and Warriors, actually two teams that we just talked about, uh, they've barely been hit at all. But uh, – those two teams not alone. The NFL has had a number of uh, different scenarios there. And obviously Josh Johnson's going to play quarterback for the Ravens. He's the third-string guy uh, later this weekend. Uh, I mean, 
what is the answer here? They've loosened the protocols. They've loosened the testing a little bit, it sounds like, on, on both sides. But, I mean, uh, I mean, is this, do they need to stop? Do they need to pause for a little and, bit? Or what do you think? You know, we've already forgotten that Kyrie Irving is coming back to the Nets to play road games. Yeah. Past protocols. That snuck in somehow into the news, and we've just been um, – But I then he got the COVID. I mean, I think that's because the 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 word from the from the people on top, for whatever it's worth, is said like this is less uh, dangerous, and there seems to be yeah. less asymptomatic spread. That's like we can speed through the protocols. But I think the NBA has basically said like we're not going to stop this. We have to get through it so we can get back on the regular schedule. And I, I think they're just going to bulldoze through it, and th- this is going to be more frightening for for people following the bowl games because they're just sitting there going, "Look, okay, if we're going to get a bowl game canceled, mm-hmm. and is that going to play a factor into the national champ?" It, it's it continually wearing and frustrating time to be alive to try to sort through these things. Even as a common person, I it, it, it is. Wow, it, it just gets stranger, doesn't it? Yeah. So, uh, to your point about you know this being kind of a uh, for people that are vaccinated, actually, it's it's not going. You know, it's the the symptoms are are, are light, if at all. Um, and so the NFL and the NBA changing things to where hey, if unless you're showing symptoms, we're not going to test you. I feel like maybe that's uh, that's a good. That, I mean, I I'm not a doctor, but uh, I just feel like that's a good move. That's something that because. We can't just we can't just shut things down every every single time there's another variant, right? I mean, they I, I, if they feel like this is not going to be long term harmful to health, then mm-hmm. I, I think that's probably the correct thing. Where I think initially, like there was the initial concern where we didn't really have the data to sit there and go like, if you get this, you might have some further complications X number of years down the road. So like mm-hmm. I think we've gone through it and realize what the, the risk tolerance is for everybody. And, you know, it, it's going to be a lot of imperfect decisions that are probably going to harm one team or the other. But I think their approach is just going to be to bulldoze through it and just hope for the best and try to ramp up the testing and see what more data they can collect along the way and hopefully make a right decision. That yeah. seems rational, right? Right. It is interesting because, uh, you know, David or not, not David Silver from 90210, Adam Silver had said they're not going to delay the season or whatever, and there are a lot of theories that maybe following Christmas Day he will. Uh, they just want to get through Christmas, but uh, and then, then this whole conversation could look pretty stupid uh, when it plays on Monday. I, I will say it's been, it's been awesome to just see the random signings. Cause oh, gosh. Alerts for Woj and Shams, and they're just like, I saw Joe Johnson signed back in the league. And yeah. you see, like, Lance Stevenson. So, like, all these French guys that you're just like, they, they deserve a shot in the league. And because the roster sizes are what they are, it just never – the windows of opportunity just haven't happened. So, I guess there's kind of the, the silver lining of these 10-day – hardship contracts that you can bring back some nostalgic names and local legends right that maybe we might get a couple of guys to resurface back into the league in the right spots so yeah the lake fun to see isaiah thomas out there yes yeah he was good for two games and then it kind of kind of kind of got lost there a little bit but mike uh i i will say isaiah it he probably does deserve a spot in the league maybe not so much with a contender mike we appreciate your time man thanks a lot and uh enjoy uh the rest of your christmas uh time away there from Texas and with your family, all right? I'll be back on Monday, so we'll, we'll be a part of uh, part of Legends in Texas, I guess. All right. Mike Youngblood on a Monday with Mike.